has your voice changed over time? Yeah, I mean, I would say I've always had a high-pitched kind of squeaky voice. <laughs> and yeah, so I used to be very afraid of talking in public. You know, I used to think my voice didn't match my body. And so, like, when I opened my mouth, people would say things like, oh, you sound like Macy Gray or Michelle A or, you, you know, you sound like Mickey Mouse. Like these, I mean, I've heard it all. And so... When I was in the business realm and I'm thinking like, hey, I'm trying to launch this company. I've got to get on stages and I've got to pitch and I've got to really talk about it. Yeah, I was afraid. I was extremely afraid, but I made the change to say like, this is what you've got to do if you want to get this company off the ground. And I think from there, I became more powerful with my voice, more eloquent and, you know, more focused on the messaging that I wanted to come across in my voice. Hello from the Equality Lounge at CES. It's January 2020 and we're on location in sunny Las Vegas with our incredible partner Spotify, capturing the stories of female entrepreneurs, executives, inventors, and change makers. I'm your host for this series, Nell Daly, Chief Content Officer of the Female Quotient. I'm going to let our next guest tell you her own story because I will never, ever do it justice. I've interviewed a lot of people throughout my career and I can honestly say this woman's story will stick with me forever. She created a company that literally keeps people alive right from her kitchen sink. It's impossible to lose faith in this world knowing that this woman is out there doing what she does. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode. My name is Jasmine Crow, and I'm the founder and CEO of Gooder, and that is a food waste management company. And we are leveraging technology to combat hunger and to reduce food waste. I grew up as a military kid, so I lived a little bit of everywhere, um, mostly Texas and North Carolina. And I always get the question, you know, where did your drive to feed people and be involved in the community really come from? And it's a tough question that I can't answer. I really just think I'm living a purpose-driven life and God just put me, you know, on the planet to do good or do gooder. How did you find the company? What was the what was the beginnings of the company? How did you come up with the idea and why is it so innovative? Well, I was feeding people out of my kitchen. I started doing that in 2013. I had an initiative called Sunday Soul. And so every other Sunday I would go out on the streets. I would feed people that were experiencing homelessness, but really good dinners. Where were you living at the time? Atlanta, mm-hmm. where I got started and actually where I still live now. Um, Does Atlanta have a large homeless population like many cities in America? I would say a large homeless population, but nowhere near like in L.A. or New York. But also the population of those cities cities is is much much higher. higher. So I I would say, but for for me, when I first moved to Atlanta and to see so many people that were homeless outside, it was like, hey, I want to do something. I want to be part of the reason why we could change this. And so, yeah, I started a restaurant from that, a pop-up restaurant. And I would rent tables and chairs and linens, and I would let people that were experiencing homelessness kind of sit down, dine off of a menu, and feel like they were eating with dignity. And so a video from one of those restaurants went viral on Facebook. And I woke up one day, and you know, millions of views, comments, a lot of friend requests. And one of the things that people kept asking me over and over again is, like, who donated the food? Which restaurants? I want to support them. And the reality was nobody. I was couponing. I was price matching. I was going to three and four different stores trying to get what was on sale, going to farmer's markets, and then going to cook all the food in my one-bedroom apartment 
sometimes taking me 15 to 25 hours. And so when I saw those questions, I thought, why is no one donating this food? And that's what got me researching food ways. I became a little upset. And from there, I birthed Gooder. Amazing. And was anybody else, I mean, you hear about uh, restaurants that donate their food at the end of the night. So it wasn't necessarily that you were the first one thinking about doing this, but what did you do that was innovative and different with the model? I would say what we did is we really launched the technology platform. So I was looking at how Uber Eats and Postmates and Grubhub, DoorDash, how they were starting to penetrate and launch in all these markets. And you would get those referral codes from your friends, like use my code and get $10 off your first meal. And I thought, why are we creating five and six different companies to get food faster to people like you and me? And where's the company that's going to just get food to people that are hungry? that have been hungry for years. And so that's what I believed was innovative about it is making it real time food rescue. Mm-hmm. And so that a business, when they're closing and you know it's they have labor costs and they need to get out soon, how can we make it so simple that they request a food pickup and they can be connected with a local driver in the shared economy to get that food picked up fast and then delivered to people in need. So I think that's one of the things that was different and we also saw it's an incredible idea. Thank you so much. It's an incredible idea. Thank you. I also saw that, you know, hunger wasn't an issue of scarcity. Like if we're wasting 80 billion pounds of food a year, we have more than enough food. So what it seemed like to me is that it was really about logistics. It was like, how do we connect people that have all of this food with people that need all of this food and do it in a, in a great way? How many cities is, are you in now? We're in seven. We're trying to be in 20 by the end of the year. And did you raise money now for the company or? We raised some money, a little bit. Yeah. You know, is it a nonprofit or is it a, a We are a B Corp. Mm-hmm. So we are for profit for good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was important because I believe that we provide a valuable service to businesses. And I didn't want to be seen as a charity, like yeah. something that we could do good this time. But mm-hmm. we really are helping to manage their food waste. Mm-hmm. And so they already are paying a trash bill. They're mm-hmm. paying a waste management bill every single day, every year. Mm-hmm. Every business has money that they spend on waste. And so we looked at it as why would businesses not want to focus on food waste? Have you had any resistance from the community at all? Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of people that are fearful or, hey, we donate the food and someone gets sick and we'll say, hey, there's the Good Samaritan Act. We'll provide the packaging materials. We'll take on the liability. Here's tax incentives. You know, A, B, C, and D. We, we give them a full plate of, of why it works. Uh, but we go against those old school myths and those fables of, you know, someone we gave food away 30 years ago and someone sued us. And the reality is since the Good Samaritan Act has been in place since 1996, no lawsuits have been filed for any business that was giving food away in good faith. And by doing business with Gooder, now it's a business-to-business transaction. You're not giving food out of your restaurant directly to John on the streets. Now you're dealing with a business that makes sure that that food gets distributed throughout the city. It's unbelievable. So part of your job was then to use your voice to educate the community. Absolutely. Let's talk about your voice. Yeah. Have you always had a strong voice? Probably not. You know, I think it really has developed over the last three to four years just being someone who's extremely passionate about this problem and who believes that I'm the best person and the the chosen person, you know, to solve it. And because I'm so passionate and, and sometimes quite frankly upset about how we just waste food in this country when so many go hungry, 
I think I I really decided that I have to use my voice and I have to speak up for the people that are living on the marginal poverty lines that are often forgotten about. You've been listening to a podcast produced by The Female Quotient and powered by Spotify. For more information on our mission, please visit thefemalequotient.com or follow us on social at Female Quotient, that is F-E-M-A-L-E-Q-U-O-T-I-E-N-T on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And we also wanted to mention that we're hosting the series on Anchor. So cool. Anchor is an amazing free podcast distribution platform. Stay tuned for more Equality Hacks from the Equality Lounge at CES.